Broadcasting from somewhere beneath the New York Public Library, it's Brian and Eric Don't Belong Here. Hello to everyone listening and welcome to our spooky ghost podcast. I'm Brian, here as always with my incredible, extremely terrestrial colleague, Eric. What's up, man? I and my feet are firmly on this sweet planet (laughs) Earth. I kiss the ground every day. And uh, they're not going anywhere unless there is a great offer. That's right. It's got to be very good. <laughs> very compelling. So a, a aliens come down. A flying mm-hmm. saucer comes down. Yeah. They, uh, they like the bridge extends and these little gray dudes with these big black eyes and these big old heads yeah. uh, come to you and like, Eric, come on our spaceship. Let uh-huh. us show you things uh-huh. that no one else on your planet has ever seen or will ever see. Yeah. Do you get on that spaceship? How, how big are their bazongas? Is that part of the equation? Um, it's, I, I would, ugh. the bazongas are quite big, is the Okay. Thing. Okay, so you threw a little monk. I was just, that was going to be a clean no. <laughs> and now it's, things just got a little more interesting. I would, <laughs> I also thought you were talking about heads, and now I realize the conversation oh, no. actually oh, Dragged you into a terrible swamp. No, no. <laughs> alien bazongas. My, my blindfold just came off. Yeah, <laughs> like oh no. We're yeah, what's happening? Alien, alien bazongas. <laughs> no, do I get on the sh- do I get on the ship? I don't. I think no. Really? <sighs> it's a real. I don't know. That's like, do you take a do you take do you go hitchhiking times three thousand? Yeah, and. <laughs> Man, really, there's so many follow-up questions like, where are we going? Yeah. Will I come back? <laughs> yeah. Will my will my uh, mammalian brain even be able to comprehend the answer to that right. question? Right. Am I just going to explode? Are you going to have to clean me up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this a more of a medical thing or kind of a psychological and, experiment? And uh, what's the bazonga situation? Yeah. Yeah. We really haven't cleared up the bazonga situation. You're saying, because I think there's a little loss in translation. Are you saying you have giant heads, craniums, or what's going on here? <laughs> um well i guess guess we'll never really for sure know what we would truly do we'll never know i feel like you'd be just into it i think so i think my wife would be mad if i just (laughs) just got a text like i'm on a i'm on a spaceship gotta go (laughs) just trying to explain to her mom like why it's yeah um but also she would get it she would understand what happened i think so i think also I, i think I mean, I'd want to come back. I wouldn't want to just go permanently. Right. But it is interesting. Here's the thing with all the alien abduction cases. I don't think there's ever been one where the person just disappears. They always come back. They always bring them back. They always bring them back. That's a great point. Um, And actually brings us to what I was interested in talking about this evening. Oh, yeah. Um, It's... I. So I did some. I started doing some research on this, and like, man, this is really, really interesting. There's a couple of like key points here that I think are right up our alley. Now that I've compiled it, um, I don't actually know how much we're gonna get out of it. It's a pretty cut and dry. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um. So, well, I figure let's just talk about it naturally with a a the attitude of two guys at a bar. I would I would like to note uh, for the viewer at home just listening and they don't have the privilege of seeing this. There's a pretty sharp doodle of an alien in a UFO in the corner of your of your notebook there. I'll uh, I'll put that in the black. Yeah, there is an yeah, alien in a flying neat. saucer. It's it's sucking guys up with a yeah, um 
a beam of light. That's fun. Um, I am not an artist, but I am an A-plus doodler. Can confirm. Um, so, uh, so basically, I figure, let's get as much mileage out of this as we can. And if we have to fill time, I have a couple of personal stories maybe kind of related Ooh. to this. Um, I love... Yeah, let's wring this thing dry like a tired old rag. Exactly. So we'd have... A, uh, we haven't talked much about UFOs on no. Brian and Eric no. um, in either incarnation. Where do you land in general on that whole thing? I will say one of my favorite episodes from the archive shows is the UFO cult that we covered. The, oh, God. We have, to, we have to do the follow-up we wanted to do before Yeah, we I lost think they everything. were like coming to town or something, or there was some way we could have... We straight up... You cold called them. Oh, yeah. It was, we were talking about them, and you just looked up a phone number, and you cold called it. That's literally the only thing I bring to the show. <laughs> you do all of the AV, all of the social, every incredible. If you like the show, thank Brian, don't thank me. One thing, one power I do have, I'll call any number you give me. <laughs> you put a number in front of me, I can't not dial it. Which is great. I'm so scared. Yeah, it was really like, you. I swear to God, it's we're sitting in front of the microphone, and we have it, and you see... The, you're like looking up the website and you literally just hold up a single finger <laughs> and just start dialing. And then before yeah. I even know what's happening, you're on the phone with this UFO cult. I'll tell you what, in, in the year of our Lord 2022, nobody wants to make a you make You're the guy who makes a phone call. Someone's going to be on the other end of that line. That's man. That's true. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have to do a uh, double conversation about it will have to revisit that for sure because it really is a pretty buck wild story that uh anyone who's just joining us probably hasn't heard about that's right um but the ufo incident that i want to talk about this evening is the uh berkshire ufo incident yeah um this was recently covered a couple of years ago on netflix's reboot of unsolved mysteries i love that um it's actually great i really enjoy the the reboot yeah um so if, if you watch that you might have seen this um but it's it's pretty interesting um as we've talked about before it maybe don't come to brian and eric for a whole bunch of original reporting but no, for sure not. i will uh we'll post all the sources as always uh in our blog and a lot of the sources it's hard to find a lot of like individual sources on this the that unsolved mystery episode is kind of the primary source so yeah welcome to brian and eric don't belong here the show where two idiots recap a television show from a couple of years ago and just be like yeah man that's weird <laughs> Very odd. <laughs> Eric, September 1st, 1969. Okay. Great year. Great, very cool year. Uh, it's Nixon's first year as president. Not as cool. Not as cool. No, but the uh, the movie Easy Rider, slowly changing the face of Hollywood. Very cool. Uh, and uh, Honky Tonk Women by the Rolling Stones is top on the charts. That's a cool year. Cool. It cool. I, um, I think it averages net, net, Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Jane Green mm-hmm. lives in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Uh, her she's a member of like a prominent town family in this kind of I've tiny been, town I love community. Great Barrington. Great I Barrington is very think cool. I've been I think my parents lived kind of nearby. It's kind of a cool, funky little artsy town. Okay, it's kind of got a cool downtown. Downtown. It sort of it feels like a town. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, well, Jane Green's family owned the oldest Rexall pharmacy in the Northeast, um, and I guess that was a big deal in this tiny little town. Yeah, that's fun. You own the Rexall. You're kind of running. You're running. You got pills that's coming the, out of your... That's the secret. You know what I mean? Eric, we got to open a Rexall. <laughs> that's... <laughs> throw it. Throw for, it on the list. 
what are we doing doing a podcast? Yeah, we exactly. We could a be doing pharmacy. a podcast from inside the pharmacy, God. mixing up people's medicine. And damn it, you know, why didn't we think of that? Um, so uh, that evening, whether the evening of September first, nineteen sixty nine, around dusk, uh, Jane Green is driving with her friend Mary DeGrace, and they see a bunch of bright lights ahead of them. Okay. Uh, where the, where is this exactly? Sorry, this is right outside Great Barrington or Great Barrington, somewhere on the road. Okay. Uh, bright lights ahead of them. They become so blindingly bright that Jane has to pull over. Um, another car ahead of them pulls over as well. Um, so they move to the side of the road and they get out of the car to get a better look. And uh, Jane says she sees this huge object floating before them. Uh, Jane can't make out what color it was, but described it as tall and immense. She couldn't see the end of it from either side, the right or the left, which is uh, pretty fucking big. Yeah, that's huge. I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine Massachusetts. It's a lot of like open area. So like this thing's fucking, that is strangely big. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I'm having trouble with that as well. She's saying it just spans the horizon i don't understand that, you know that's i'm also having trouble with that i don't know if you know on some level she's just talking yeah 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 um or it, you know she wasn't under oath in this interview right 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 <laughs> yeah it's very big it's I guess. very very yeah. big um so there's no windows and there's no noise coming from it hmm. seconds later the object lifts up moves to the left lifts up again and then flies away over the mountains is this now the object again? So you said it's silent. There's no windows. Did you say it has light? It's got lights in it, or um, I, I guess it must. It's yeah. because uh, they reported the lights getting extremely, extremely bright okay. to the point where they have to pull over. Okay, right, right. Um, so that was Jane Green's experience. Okay. Now, around this same time. Tom Warner is coloring at his neighbor Jane Shaw's house. This is a different Jane. Um, Shay, he's coloring. He's coloring. He's a ten-year-old boy. Oh, uh-huh. I thought this was a grown man just coloring at his <laughs> coloring at his bud's house. No, Tom Warner is ten years old. He's at Jane Shaw's house. Jane Shaw is essentially babysitting him. Okay. Um, and uh, Tom says he hears a voice in his head very clearly tell him it's time to go home. Whoa. So Tom's like, I gotta go home now. Yeah. Uh, he books it. Uh, into the yard towards his house because he's at he's at a neighbor's, um, and Jane Jane Shaw, his babysitter, reports Tom running in place in the yard for five minutes. What, I gotta say, a little bit of a little bit of a lapse on the baby. You think you should go out there and kind of help him out? I, that would probably that would make sense. I know it's I once I wonder how many people are in in these are just sort of talking. Five minutes is a long. You're time. just watching a child run who you're in charge of run in place for five minutes. Like, right. yeah, that's fine. He's right. a little cooped up. It's I, how people uh, how people judge time is True. pretty wild. Yes. Um. So five minutes. Five minutes is a very long time. That's a long time to just stand and watch someone do something. Yes. Um, I have the exact same thought. Um, so he, he runs in place for a concerning amount of time, according okay. to Jane, who is also a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they both see some sort of craft appear in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a beam of light shoots down from it onto Tom. Jane says she sees the light around him, and then he's gone. Okay. 
two miles away, 12-year-old Melody Kedorfer and her family were out for a drive. They hit the local Dairy Queen and then went to Lake Mansfield. Her mm. dad uh, backs into the parking lot, and suddenly there's this incredible white light around the car. Melanie's sister remembers nothing after this point. Um, we'll get into what Melanie herself remembers in a second. But first, six miles from this, um, from all of that, Tom and Nancy Reed, another Tom. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Tom and Nancy Reed are closing up the diner they own. Uh, it's called the Village Green. They're driving home with it, so it's them, it's their son, it's uh, one of their moms. So grandma, mom, dad, son, closing up the Village Green, driving home. Around eight thirty p.m., they take a shortcut through the Sheffield Bridge. Mm. When they come out on the other side of the bridge, Nancy says there is a large disc-shaped object floating above them a light shines from it and the couple says it was so bright it was like daylight outside there are several moments of silence and they say it felt like the whole experience was maybe a couple of minutes Hmm. they soon realize three hours had passed and whoa nancy the mom and the grandmother were in different seats weird so almost as if the implication there is that they were abducted and then put back, but kind of someone screwed up and they get put back in the wrong yes, place. Yes, exactly. Got it, got it. Got it. Um, so Tom, the kid, and Melanie, the girl uh, with her family in the car, mm-hmm. uh, they remember being on some sort of craft and they remember seeing each other on the craft. They did not know each other before this. Okay. But knew each other later uh, when... so. Yeah, I don't know. They they were in some sort of holding area, uh-huh. and they see each other on it. They remember bo- each other both looking very scared. Um, but they insist they did not know each other before this point. Okay. Um, Tom remembers then being laid down in the grass near the Shaw's house where he was. Um, he's being held down by some sort of beam of light, and a voice telekinetically tells telekinetically tells him, "I'm almost done." Then the light disappears, and he's able to move again. Jane Shaw, the babysitter, says this was the whole incident, him running in place, disappearing, coming back, beam of light pinning him to the ground, seven minutes. Crazy. So she, just to get it straight, she says she wouldn't, she, he's running in place, beam of light, he disappears, he reappears, pinned down to the ground all in the span of seven minutes, and yes. she witnesses this. Okay. Yes. Um, I will say... Um, I do not believe she has been interviewed, at least in the Unsolved Mysteries, she was not herself interviewed. Okay. This is all kind of coming secondhand, I believe, through Tom Warner. Okay. Worth noting. Uh, Melanie remembers, Melanie was the, the other girl, uh, remembers uh, waking back up at the lake and walking home. Mm-hmm. Uh, just suddenly, and like I said, her sister didn't remember anything after that point. Got it. Um, I couldn't find any accounts from the rest of her family. Okay. Um, to like back any of this up, but she says she next thing she knew she was back at the lake and she walked home. I don't know what kind of walk that would have been. Um, so all around this same time, the local radio station is getting bombarded with calls. Basically, like one call is like, is anyone oh. else seeing shit? And then a bunch of other people calling, I'm also seeing shit. Gotcha. Um, a police officer is dispatched um, to kind of like check out what's going on. No actual reports there. 
Um, but uh, people are calling in from uh, Pittsfield, Stockbridge, Lenox, Egremont, Sheffield, and Canaan, Connecticut, all seeing weird shit. Okay. Um, and um, that's that's the uh, Berkshire UFO incident. That is crazy. A bunch of independent people all on the same night claim they saw, experienced, or were a part of a weird UFO experience. I was going to say, that's what, that's, the this has flags of things that I love about these mm-hmm. stories that make them the most believable, mm-hmm. which is people independently confirming the same experience, mm-hmm. which is highly suggestive that something happened. So, what A hap- thing happened. Yes, absolutely. And that's why it's so wild and so interesting. And I, like I said, I don't know if it's, we are 17 minutes into our show. I, you know, yeah. and that's, and that, that's the thing. That's the story. Yeah. Um, well, here's, here's my question. Do we know anything about, um, uh, a follow-up investigation. What happened? So uh, that is a great question, and here is the following stuff. And this this is a kind of a a shot against. Sure. Uh, no local newspapers reported the incident. Hmm. Um, a police officer was dispatched upon hearing reports, but no reports were filed on anything. Yeah. Um. They they on the unsolved mysteries. They uh they look into it and like no, there's nothing from that. There was a mugging that night or something like right, that. Right, but right, like no, that's documented. It. Yeah. Um. And then uh the radio broadcast. Um. Like a lot of broadcasts of the time is not saved anywhere. That's you mm-hmm. know they, it gets taped over for the next night's show. Right, right. 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 Um. So like we have and there's no photographs. There's no video. It's 1969. It's the perfect kind of like year for it where there's not a lot of um anything anyone can do to prove it um so that's the thing there is not much else aside from independent witness testimonies it's very testimonies in quotations yeah well i mean the thing that the thing to me that makes the independent witness testimonies most believable again is that they're all separated yeah yeah. They're not together. They're not one group. They're across town reporting the same thing simultaneously or the same class of behavior simultaneously. And you have these calls pouring in to the station. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 weird. And like it's once again, we think. And like they all didn't know each other. We think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's it's interesting. Uh but I will say it's been uh, you know, over fifty years later. Um Jane Green, Tom Warner, the Reed family, uh, Melanie Kirchhofer all maintain that these events occurred. Yeah. Uh, and have all said, like, they were all kind of socially ousted as pariahs and uh-huh. they stopped talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's uh, Tom Warner talks about he's done some paintings um, kind of as, like, therapy for himself. But, Hell like, yeah. it's like I, don't, I don't want my kids to get made fun of because dad saw aliens or something. Yeah, dad's the UFO Bob Ross now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just paint burning wheels in the sky. Um, so you know, and yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's there was a a monument was put up in uh, Great Barrington, uh, Massachusetts. However, it did attract some controversy, and I believe was taken down. It's really funny. I mean, they clearly have not, as a community, have not leaned into this story because I visited right. there when I was in high school a, a couple of times. 
and I've been into this stuff for a long time. This is the first time I'm hearing of the story, but I feel like if there was a UFO vibe to the town, if they had a local UFO right. tourist shop or a monument, I would have keyed in on that. And there's yeah. just nothing. It's just a sort of a chill old New England hippie kind of vibe town. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Here's my, if, if we could try to, so I'll say two things. The first one is I just think it's a critique my own thinking. I think it's very funny how quick I am to believe conspiracies that I feel like are intriguing, but to dismiss the possibility of conspiracies when it sort of shoots down a story that I like. So like in this instance, I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Everybody's just going to conspire together <laughs> and invent the story of a UFO. Right, like, right, you know what I mean? Right. It's um, no, it, I mean, it, I, I think a lot of people do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. a lot of maybe issues of like, well, no, if they, uh, <laughs> as long as it backs up what I, A, believe, or for the sake of this hour, want to believe, exactly. you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, let, so let's, let's red team it a little bit. If they say, let's just say, we'll take the totally skeptical view. This thing was made up. It was a big plot. What would have had to happen? I mean, all of these people would have had to coordinate. Some of whom are children. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it would have been children. This would have been children corroborating, sticking to it. And then to what end? Yeah. Because there's no book deal. There's no, none of these people have seemingly profited off of it, aside from probably an Unsolved Mysteries uh, appearance fee many 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 years later that's the pl- that's the long con right angle for that unsolved mystery appearance <laughs> that's the move that's what we yeah. have to do Eric. that's right that's this is all just a slow build <laughs> um yeah so that's it's very interesting i mean I think the, I mean, the other thing too is individually, any one of these stories you can kind of write off and Mm -hmm. some of them maybe even are, could seem sort of sinister. Like if you're a babysitter and you claim that you start to claim that the per, the child you were in charge of looking after is acting strangely and a weird thing happens with a UFO. It's like, you should probably talk to the police for a little bit just to make sure that's not a cover for some other weird thing. Very true. But with all these, all these individual groups. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of wild. I will say, I do think that occasionally, and I myself am probably the most guilty of this, people can discount just attention as a motive. Sure. Just attention seeking. I mean, a great seeking. point. I love attention. Uh, me too. That's. I mean, look, we're, we're two, two grown men sitting in a room talking about ghosts and UFOs. Um, anyway. And recording it. <laughs> As much as we're like, oh, it's fun to just hang out. I am yeah. obsessively just like, who listened this week? Who yeah, listened? exactly. What are the numbers? What yeah. are the numbers? <laughs> the numbers say our friendship is not worth our time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, Eric, our friendship is not good enough content? Yeah, exactly. Apparently, look, it's not my decision. It's the internet telling us that. <laughs> Rate five stars and review, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Our friendship literally depends <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, actually, you're holding us hostage. Um, yeah, I, I think, oh, God. Here's my other question with this. That's why I asked the, the thing about what's the what was the follow-up. Is like, say you're in a small town and this happens. Who, who do, you, do you call the police? And who do the police, do the police have another number? They they call the FBI? How does that, do we, I don't know how that Right, works. right. I, you know, especially in 1969, it's, you know, it's, um, there is a now, now, 
everything can travel so fast. It's, you know, something can go viral immediately. Um, Just earlier this month, um, on March 1st, I have here a uh, USA Today article um, about a, uh, or, sorry, this was from January. I was thinking of something else. Um, A strange blue light Mm. in Hawaii. Okay. Um, and like the government was able to respond, like there was nothing flying in that area. Right. Um, I do want to talk about that in a minute. Though. Oh, heck yeah. Um, heck cause yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think we, since we haven't broached the topic of, of USO UFOs too broadly on the show, um, I, I think it's worth bringing up some of the, not to make this not evergreen, but just talk about some of the like, the, were, yeah. you, were you tracking like the Tic Tac stuff and the and the Commander Fravor thing? And, I have seen some headlines. Do you, I think you might know more about it than me. I don't know a huge amount. I was just following it with interest because it just seemed like, oh, this is maybe sort of definitive proof. I mean, there's the classic clip of Obama. I forget what late night show he's on, but he was like, they just straight up asked him about the classic, like, are aliens real? And he's like, I, I can't say anything about that. I will say there are absolutely, there are UFOs in the technical sense. Right. There are unidentified flying objects that move in ways that we can't explain and we don't know what they are or what they're doing. And so this this tic, this tic-tac footage, I keep almost saying tic-tac footage, different, <laughs> different podcast, um, is basically... These navy, these navy pilots who are straight shooting guys, not conspiracy mm. theorists, whatever. They're just out on a patrol, and basically, I think they get a report of something weird on the radar, and they go check it out, and it's just a gigantic. I think they say forty foot long thing, and they just describe it as shaped like a giant tic tac. Yeah, uh, and it exhibits this ballistic movement, meaning it's not sort of velocity based. It just shifts around, almost like your cursor on your desktop, right. in kind of impossible right. ways. There's no heat signatures on it. There's no visible means of propulsion or even uh, gaps or windows in the thing. Um, And I think they say it it may have like emerged from the water into the air too, which is also technologically, we don't really have anything that can do that, at least not publicly. Man. And then it kind of disappears. And then they're like, okay, that's weird. And then they go back to their pre-designated rendezvous point and it's waiting for them there. And then something happens and it kind of goes away. And it's they have the radar footage, they have their right, personal the, the accounts. Footage, the footage has come out, right? I, I believe I've seen that. Yeah, and I don't think there's any formal explanation for it. And that's that's the thing you know, like's hitting in my head of like it, the literal sense of an unidentified flying object. Um, yeah. it makes sense that governments are I'm sure I'm sure. You know, the United States, especially, I'm sure we're testing a bunch of stuff that is not public. Yeah, definitely. You know? It's, but, you know, other countries, I'm sure, are doing the same, especially, right. you know, we're in a very um, scary time to be alive. For sure. Um, but it's strange to me the idea that, let's say, Russia was working on something, we would see it in our airspace and have no fucking idea what it is, you know? Yeah, no like, idea. No intelligence or whatever, yeah. Right, it's like, oh, fuck, they figured out X. Yeah, You know, yeah, just yeah. being like, I have no frame of reference for this. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean to be to be fair, there's the there's the possibility <laughs> that this too, yeah. they did know, you <laughs> right, know, and right? They don't and they're not telling us. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. But still, it's it's shot. Even I'll say that I've heard this argument about it, which is, I think, a good one. It's that 
even if this just is human technology, it would be such a game changer if we had yeah, stuff absolutely. that could do this. Absolutely. And would change the face of a lot of civilization and our and our world. So even if it's just humans, that in its that that in and of itself is wild. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. 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 Bonkers bananas. Um so, you know, maybe we can go back to the Berkshire UFOs if anything I'm about to talk about is in, do you have yeah. any, do you have any weird UFO shit experiences? Do you know anybody who has? I I actually I I really don't. I mean, The UFO thing is interesting to me in the sense that it's almost one of those things where it's like people are like, well, if it's real, where's the proof? Like we just have just these, you know, you know, verbal accounts, whatever. But there actually is a kind of a ton of footage mm. Mm. of this phenomenon. Like there, there kind of is a lot. I don't know exactly what people want as the next step besides right. just literally a UFO landing on the lawn of the White House and going full <laughs> Mars attacks. Right. Uh, but there seems to be almost uncontrovertibly something happening. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it... I'm not saying it's aliens, but there seems to be some kind of weird interaction that people are having. I don't right. know. No, I, I'm, I'm 100% But to you. me, and not to me and not to anybody I know, unlike ghost stories, which everybody has, <laughs> right. I, don't have, I don't know anybody who has a UFO story, except maybe you. Well, okay, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell two stories here. Uh, I'm going to start with one uh, that is uh, that makes me laugh. Okay. Um, so uh, a very, very long time ago at this point, I, oh man, it's maybe 2004, 2005, um, my grandmother uh, got ovarian cancer. Okay. Terrible lead-in with this makes me laugh. But, right. Okay, so first and foremost, let me tell you some things about the Miller clan. Sure. Uh, we are a highly superstitious people. <laughs> yep. Uh, my father uh, heard at one point that killing crickets was bad luck, and we would actually get yelled at. If <laughs> that's just a that's just prudent. I think. Just yeah. Um, and uh, the Millers are also a people who we are a storytelling people. Yeah, you are. Uh, we uh, some some might call us bullshitters, but uh, I prefer to think of it in the more generous. Uh, we have a we have a joke within our family of a certain Miller tax that has to be provided. If someone tells a story involving money, you have to add like a thousand dollars based on how many. You have to reverse engineer a thousand dollars based on how many times the story has been told. Got it. $50 can turn into $150, can turn into $250, can turn into... I'm going to request that Venmo back. Yeah. Because I think... Uh... <laughs> but like, I, I found I found $5 in my pocket can quickly turn into... Sure. I just... I inherited a spooky mansion on a hill from a, an uncle we all forgot about. We're hiring an accountant. And <laughs> it's... Um, and that's, man, that's that whole side of that family, man. Um... So all that in mind of uh, the the facts can be distorted from a Miller story for the sake of the for the sake of the immediate reaction of everybody. Sure, at the it's table. for the benefit of the audience. It's really exactly. a, it's really a selfless thing. That's it. <laughs> um, so my grandmother is telling me that um, uh, she got her diagnosis, um, which is obviously a terrible thing to hear. Yeah, like, she was also like relatively young. Um, God. She has since passed away from it. Um, 
Which is kind of why I hold this memory very warmly, because it is very funny. Um, But she's telling me, like, she got the diagnosis. Obviously, that was a very hard day. She's in the car. She's driving herself home. She's very upset. And uh, she swears she hears telekinetically, clear as day, swears by it. She heard a voice tell her, everything is going to be all right. Wow. Now, a lot of people, many people, would go towards an angel sure or god <laughs> yeah yeah yes my grandmother i swear to god is like and i believe that was aliens <laughs> i'm in the car that's incredible i may be 12 13 yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking wait about? Hang, hang on hang on let me just get the story straight so you're in the car when she claims she hears this or this is later this is, she's she is, telling she is you. telling me this got story. it okay, we okay, were, okay, okay i we were um once again the millers being a superstitious people ghosts and aliens and stuff like we would go down to Florida uh, during the summer with my parents to get rid of us. Yeah. Um, you're going to your fucking grandparents in Florida. Yeah. And so like we would spend the day with, you know, my grandfather would be at work and uh, we'd spend the day with our grandmother who would, you know, drive us around town, take us do stuff. And a uh, lot, a lot of conversations in that car, often about aliens and ghosts and stuff. It's the best conversational topic. It's the best. If you pretend you don't like talking about it, you're lying. Yes. I think. My grandmother also claimed this is unrelated to aliens. Uh, my grandmother, uh, uh, claimed that um, her and her sister both read The Exorcist, uh-huh. um, and uh, her sister threw it away, and the copy of the book showed up back in her house. <laughs> Whoa. Once again, the Millers are a storytelling she people. Pla- she planted the seed for this pod just <laughs> many go. moons ago. There you go. Wonderful lady. Um, so... Um, that's that's my grandma for you. Um, what did she have any other? Did she have any other evidence or reason to believe it was aliens, or just that was her sense? This is a, this is an alien. That's just a, the more you could try to unspool the logic, but once again, the Miller thing is also this is how I feel about it, and my mm, gut is correct, mm. which is a terrible way to live your life. But hey, I've inherited it. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I think it, hey, it works. Maybe it works. Maybe, maybe it works. Maybe, maybe it works. works. And then sometimes an alien talks to you. That's right. Um, which, you know what? My life would feel so much more interesting if an alien ever spoke to me. I hope I hope this podcast can jump the shark and we can get like a great gazoo kind of character, just alien third co-host just That's, to pop in. We've talked about, um, we found we on Fiverr can hire someone to um, cast a spell for us. Oh, yes, we so, have. We have found that. Yeah. So we absolutely do need to, A, have them on the show first and yeah. then pay them to cast a spell. Yes. And, you know, part of me is like, you know, get get some more more ear holes on, yeah. on this show that we put a lot of work into every week. Yeah. But, but, a spell for a cool, great kazoo alien co-host. Maybe they throw it in, you know? <laughs> if you have time. Yeah, just a little, bo- a little bonus for Papa. <laughs> If you're feeling good, maybe there's a tip in it. I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Only one way to find out. You know? Dude, I'm so excited for whatever that show ends up being. Yeah, that's why. So we found, just for the content, we found out that on Fiverr, there is an entire, I was just poking around because I was actually looking for maybe there's someone we could hire to help us out with this show or Mm. something like, um, and I was poking around at the different categories of work and I forget the exact category, but it's literally basically like magic. And I was like, what, do you hire like a street magician? And no, 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 it's, you know, people do tarot readings and cast spells on your behalf. And there are like platinum rated sellers with thousands of five-star reviews. Oh my God. 
Yeah, just people raving. It's a All whole right. it's a whole cottage industry. All right. I guess I guess that's what we have to do. Yeah, I think we gotta go down that rabbit hole for sure. Um so I would like to tell my personal UFO yes, story. Yes, please. And I'll say most importantly, I do not know what this was. Okay. I know what I saw, and I know what I saw was weird. I've actually talked about this on the classic version of the show before. Um but um, this is uh, probably 2006, 2007. Okay. Um, I am in my hometown of Wallingford, Connecticut. Um, we were on, Wallingford is kind of split into like the Wallingford side and the Yalesville side. Uh, we were on the Yalesville side of town, which is where I lived. Um, and we're on a street not far from my home. Not okay. a back road or anything. A pretty well-traveled Yalesville street. Uh, if you took a left from there, you would be on the street that feeds into my street. Um, okay. And uh, we, got, we got some trees around. There's a little abandoned mini-mart to the right. Uh, and then if you took the right turned road, you'd be at my high school. If you kept going straight, you'd go up a big hill to my uh, best friend's house, who I'm in the car with at the time. In the sky, it's evening, not quite dark, but the sky's got kind of that navy blue kind of hue to it. Um, Clear night, uh, if there are clouds, they're of the wispy, kind of very thin variety. My favorite kind of cloud. And we see very clearly a blue light in the sky. Okay. Um, Now, there was a concert venue nearby, and you could occasionally see spotlights from that place. This did not look like that. The light was coming from this. It wasn't like light was on it. Light was coming from it. It was emitting the light. It was the light source. Yes. Uh, And you're doing with your hand, you're doing like, you're like kind of opening and closing your fist. Are you trying to, was it pulsing? I don't think so. Okay. I I, I do realize I'm doing that. I'm just, I just talk with my hands. Sure, me too. Um, And. um, So it was a steady, it's just steady emission of blue light, of bright blue light. Yes. Did it seem like it was far away? I don't quite remember. Okay. Is, you know, this was quite a while ago it's it was definitely on the smaller side mm-hmm. um closer than at least seen larger than um what you'd think of as like a plane flying overhead mm-hmm. um but uh, must have been it felt far okay um high up um and so there's a blue light and it was an you know it was clear and big enough for my buddy to go who was driving to go do you fucking see that hmm the thing zips to the left, zips up, yep. does like a weird zigzag, and then shoots away over the trees. I will say you're describing that exact sort of ballistic movement. That's yep. not like helicopters don't move that way. Planes certainly yep. can't move that way. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was it. it. You know, it zoomed away over the trees, and I've thought about it every day since then. Obviously, not saying it was anything weird, yeah. but like I have no idea what that could have been. Yeah. So, in uh, be doing some like uh, Berkshire UFO incident um, research, I was like looking into like you know looking into all this, and I, I thought about it again. I was mm. like, man, that fucking blue light was weird. Yeah, yeah. What was that? And so I just type in blue light UFO, and I mentioned earlier. In January, uh, on the island of Oahu, a very fucking similar thing was seen. Whoa. And there is footage of it, and it looks 
I, I guess it's, you know, we're playing with the memory and I've told of that course. story many, many times. So yeah, there's a little confirmation bias there. Right. Sure, right. But it's a blue. I'm looking at the video right now. It is a blue light. It is moving. And to the best of your recollection, this, this is pretty much what you saw. I, I it's a little more oblong shaped. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn my computer sure. over so that you can see it. Whoa. Um, it's, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a little more oblong shape, but I don't remember enough that it does have sort of like a glow or a, re- a blue sort of glow around it that is circular, but like you have to kind of deep look at it. Yeah. Um, and, But it moves in kind of a very similar fashion. Um, and there are multiple angles, multiple, like people saw this and uh, they saw this thing zip overhead and then crash into the ocean. Um the uh that's another that's another element of these and this was in the tic tac thing too is this ability to to move between the air and the mm. water to either emerge from the water or sink back in and emerge again mm. which is a very strange that's yeah. not a normal technological thing that most aircraft or watercraft can do right um federal aviation administration um okay okay so got it so this article was in january um it seems like this happened tuesday december 29th of last year uh federal aviation administration uh says that there was no plane in the area that went down or anything nothing on their radars um Okay, uh, we followed up on the report. No aircraft disappeared off radars. We have no reports of overdue or missing aircrafts. Mm. Um, there is a theory that this could just be an LED kite. Sure. That's how, and could that be the same case for me? I suppose. I don't know if that was like a thing in Yours also sounds weird because for you, from what you're describing to me, it sounds like it was far enough away that to make the movements you're describing in the sky... That would have to be... Fu- it, if it was as far away as it felt... Yeah, right, right. It would have to be fucking big. Sure. And move fast. For sure, for sure. I mean, there's obviously optical illusions and stuff. Right. We're not perfect judges of distance, but it seems that seems unlikely in your case. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I yeah. have no idea, but that's always bugged me out and has been weird. It, and, you know, I, I open up to anybody, anybody out there, if anyone has any ideas of what a weirdly zigzagging blue light could have been yeah in in Wallingford Connecticut right right <laughs> you know right um i feel like and and what year was this was your story uh, 2006 2007 maybe so this is kind of pre drone era that's well. also what yeah it's that wasn't really you know on a consumer level at least yeah they weren't just you couldn't just buy a drone on amazon for right. 100 bucks and right. yeah, yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't, I, I thought about that as well and i don't think so yeah. I, you know, I could be wrong, but yep. I don't think so. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I like to, with all this stuff, I kind of like to explore, for lack of a less nerdy term, the kind of possibility space of mm-hmm. all the things these things could be. That's just the fun, right? that's yeah. The, yeah, exactly, for 100%. So the most obvious one, and I feel like we like to start with this, is just like, these could be people either intentionally lying and misleading others for some kind of motive, gain, attention. Going back to the Berkshire. Exactly. Or really almost any like UFO report. Sure. Uh, Could be intentionally misleading. Could be unintentionally just misidentifying or mistaking it. Um, Which gets a little trickier when you get into full-on abduction accounts. Right. 
which is I don't if if you if you truly believe that happened to you and it didn't happen to you, how is it that how do you get there? Like I don't know what can cause that, especially to independent people. Exactly. Exactly. So then for me, it's like if we get into the realm of, of, okay, let's just, let's just assume for the sake of argument that something happened. What was it? It's kind of got to be either human technology, something not of this world, some kind of alien technology, or the whole, are, are you, are you, familiar at all with like the sort of the idea of the phenomena or like the high strangeness kind of idea i am subscribed to the subreddit high strangeness but that they were just posting weird stuff i don't know a unifying theory so the unifying theory is that all of these things and it sort of extends it's fun because it extends to to kind of cryptids and <laughs> ghosts and everything that there is just this sort of force of strangeness or mystery that is fundamentally both alien, and I don't mean like from Mars alien, but different than us, but sort of mischievous, and that it just manifests as whatever is most culturally relevant to us and is almost just there to fuck with us and is just, it just messes with you and you can never fully grab hold of it. And that's kind of the explanation of like why all this stuff happened. This is a theory as to why mm-hmm. all this stuff happens, but you never get the definitive proof. It's always just this endless rabbit hole because sort of the goal of this thing is just to pull you down the rabbit hole. Sure. The rabbit hole is the goal of the thing. And so it goes back and like people talk about how, there's so many similarities, for example, between old like Celtic fairy stories and modern alien encounters and UFO oh, stories sure. and stuff like that. And there's kind sure. of this weird through line. And now it's just this high technology computerized thing. And back in the day, it was whatever the culturally relevant context was for those people. And that it just, this thing just takes the shape of whatever it's around. Man, I didn't even fucking think about it in the terms of like fairy folklore. Of, oh yeah, like, uh, yeah, and like our idea now of fairies on like a Lisa Frank uh, notebook. Like yeah, yeah. a lot of like you know your Celtic fairies and stuff were dangerous, mischievous, like stealing babies type of stuff. Totally, yeah, yeah. Um, which man, that does can just even just folklore wise of like if um, you know aliens are our version of folklore. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah, it's just shifted. Like this is just our our gods are now sleek, metallic, technological entities, and not you know, right? Little cobblers. Do you think that we're like farmers? Like the king must release what he knows about the fairy folk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. The royal conspiracy. They For know sure. all about the which you know a lot of like fairy tales and stuff or or um I'm a big fan of uh Poole Anderson's The Broken Sword oh. where like the kings deal with the elves and stuff and there right. are truces between the peoples right 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 um, like people are or like people sometimes think is man I didn't even put that together that's fascinating we could do a whole we could do a whole deep dive on that subject that's That'd be crazy a lot of fun yeah there's a guy Jacques Vallee who's written a lot he wrote a book called Passport to Magonia and he talked he was I he was. I'm going to get this totally wrong, but he was involved in the in some of the original 
he's a French guy, but it was involved in some of the original U.S. invest and Air Force investigations into UFO phenomena, and I think has shifted from thinking like, oh, this is a pure extraterrestrial thing to kind of a stranger explanation that more aligns with that latter high strangeness phenomena thing. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, 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 interesting. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's very neat. Uh, speaking of alien abductions, I watched <laughs> I watched a movie today uh, while I was working, and uh, I watched it thinking, believing, remember hearing that it was a true story from friends who had seen it. Okay, um, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is interesting, and maybe we can talk about it on the UFO. Uh, have you uh, heard of slash seen the film The Fourth Kind? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Um, so it. Well, I remember people saying it was a true story. It's not. Okay. <laughs> it's. Is it set in Alaska? Yes. Yes. And is like flashbacks. I. I've. Or something. So what it is? It's. It's a. It's one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. Okay. Um. Certainly one of the worst. I've seen to get like a major release yeah, yeah. Um, that like my friends would have seen in our local theater. movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a, it's, it's playing at the, like, this is real in the same way. Yeah. Like paranormal activity or like Blair witch project were, but like, it's just a, the whole thing is, Oh, this is a real incident. People have gone missing in Alaska under mysterious circumstances, but we've compiled real interview footage and real footage from these events with actors mm. and like a big, big Hollywood recreations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll actually, um, uh, there's a bit where uh, Will Patton is playing the uh, disgruntled like sheriff uh, who's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. It's not aliens. It's whoever. And like, it'll actually have like in the middle of the movie, Will Patton will roll up and it'll say uh, like a subtitle will come up. Will Patton portraying <laughs> oh, funny. the real person's name, quote unquote. I think I did. Do, I think I saw this maybe on TV or something like that. And it's almost, it's very strange because it's almost made like a, almost like a, like a, a documentary, almost, you know? Yeah. It's very, I, I can't tell if the movie is ambitious but misguided. Yeah. And like that's the problem. Or yeah. if it is horribly creatively bankrupt. Got it. I, I actually, that's a fun line to walk. I can't tell. Usually I can tell. Yeah. I can peg like you are, a, you know, you had a big idea and you mm. couldn't figure out how to make it work. Sure. Or you were just cashing in on a trend. I truly, I I could not figure this one out. Interesting. And it's so bad. Got it's it. so bad. It's kind of a horror movie-ish, right? It's, it's, leaning, sort of... it's leaning in the horror thriller yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. Psychological. Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I watched that today thinking it was based on a true story and there might be something there to talk about. Um, but there's not, aside from the fact that I watched this terrible movie. I will say, I mean, I will the, the thing that that brings up for me is the fact that and why I hesitated at the beginning when we were joking about the 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 hypothetical, like, hey, would you get on the UFO? Mm. Would you take the UFO ride? Um, just because a lot of the accounts of abductions are horrific. Oh, yeah. And people are messed up from, like, something, people appear to be traumatized by whatever experience this is or they had or they believe they had. People 
many people appear to be genuinely traumatized from whatever it is. You're uh, you're inside, and that's that's what makes the Berkshire UFO incident, I think, interesting. Of like, yeah. because they're like, it was weird, it was scary, but like everyone seems to be fine. Yeah. Um, it's if I were to take this at its absolute face value, it's you know the way we like take fish and we tag them. Yeah. Right. Right. It right. seems like almost. A, once again, just taking the story at face value, it almost seems like that's what happened. Like aliens came down, they were going to tag a couple people, do a little research, and like just maybe fucked whoever was in charge, fucked it up. Yeah, it's like we're the interns at the helm. <laughs> right. Like Brian and Eric are running the running the displacement ray that day, and it's like, dude, do you remember who was in the front seat? Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. They got to be. They're, they're going to come to in like thirty seconds. That's it, gonna... that's it. That's it. Yeah, go go. It, it goes this front. way. Hopefully, Jesse won't notice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they're just they're just in some like inter eon star furnace for the next right. thirty light years. It's uh, you, uh hey, 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 hey. Were those the right seats? Yeah. Yeah. yeah those were the, yeah. 100%. Um you know what's also interesting is uh thinking about here's the kind of the case against in a in a larger way of sure. why aliens may not have visited this place is um and there's some good videos about this on youtube and this was also stephen hawking has talked about this okay of um to be able to travel we can't get to mars we can't get people to mars yeah like interstellar travel is so advanced and far in the future for us any civilization that is capable of that we would be ants to yeah, 100%. Like, could just... Anything they want on our planet, be a resources, or what cattle, whatever, yeah. could just blow us out of the water. They are clearly so far advanced. Sure. And generally, when... It, at least if our history is any uh, marker for it, generally, when a more advanced, resource-hungry civilization meets a uh, less advanced civilization that has a resource they want... It doesn't go well for people. Totally. Um, and Stephen Hawking says, like, let's not make an effort to reach out to other people because, like, it's not There's gonna, no guarantee that they're benign. It's, in fact, more likely it'll go, like, just playing the odds, yeah, it'll yeah. go bad. It's... Um, we certainly would probably be at their mercy. Yes. Um, you know, because, like, also thinking about um, if if across the because like i i think you and i agree there has to be life out there so yeah, yeah it's yeah. just playing the fucking odds it right. would be absolutely insane if we were the biggest cosmic accident yeah how small would that make you feel i was gonna say that's almost like the biggest the 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 scariest horror movie of them all it's just you're alone in infinity yeah um ooh. yeah ooh. um but um if so the in if our little petri dish is any example the civilizations that have done the best that have made it the farthest are competitive resource hungry and prone to war yeah and if what's going if our petri dish is the same thing in microcosm of sure. true infinity sure. any other big advanced civilizations would probably be the same so I'll say this, there's an interesting, um, the, I don't know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to judge how accurate any of these statistics are, but right. the, the, the formal kind of count, I guess, of encounters of this sort 
has skyrocketed since humanity went nuclear. Sure. And so there is a theory that if there are greater intelligences out there, they're kind of watching these strange little apes on their rock. And then when we cross that threshold of like, okay, now we have nuclear weapons. They're like, oh, okay, now we need to start paying a little closer attention <laughs> and, and guiding this a little more yeah, a little more closely. They, they have the uh-oh buttons now. For sure. For, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the optimistic version of what you're talking about is that there maybe is some kind of evo- civilizational evolution where if you, bec- if you survive the bottlenecks of you know, genocide and, right. and mass extinction, you become a wiser, kinder spacefaring race and you find another sentient species and you're like oh maybe we can kind of help them along and cultivate them oh, that'd be great that'd be nice we could use some of that i you know it's like the aliens if there is a benevolent race that wants to help us along my venmo is <laughs> yeah exactly please send us your credits send us your droid credits whatever you use Do you not use money anymore that's fine just beam sustenance into my brain um yeah, I, I'm ready for the Star Trek post. Uh, oh yeah, post commerce. <laughs> I there is a, there is a small but growing part of me that's just holding out for work to not be a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really where I put all of my chips, and I'm just watching the roulette wheel sweating. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> I read like one medium article about how like jobs aren't going to be a thing. You're going to be playing a video game and paid in Ethereum. And I was like, let's just, yep, I think I can hold on until then. Let's hope, let's hope, let's hope, yeah. let's hope. <laughs> yeah, come on, baby. <laughs> uh, let's see, Eric, anything else we should talk about? Um, I, I don't know if we'll be tackling UFOs again anytime soon, if we have any larger thoughts about it i don't know i i would love to keep talking about the the ufo fairy connection and sort of yeah. the, some of the ancient ufo stuff is is really interesting Ooh. like depictions of of what seem to be aliens or ufos and ancient art and stories and things like that are that's kind, fun kind of cool that's yeah that's the other thing we've kind of ignored in this uh, not ignored but we haven't really gotten into is like doing some research on just stuff we don't think is maybe true We've yeah. focused a lot on like, is this real? Is this not? And like, yeah, yeah. no, it's probably not. But like, what is it? What does it mean? What, yeah, exactly. what did it mean for our just weird stuff? Speaking of, is it true? Is it not weird stuff? Did we, I know we're getting a little, we're getting a little long in the tooth, but uh, did we want to talk about any updates paranormal wise in our own lives? Do we have any, um, any yeah, news from so, the personal yeah, we, weird? Um, I had a couple of weird experiences uh, following our Amityville horror uh, trip. I haven't had anything major happen. Okay. I don't think. Um, it's. I will say, uh, my wife and I are going to a uh, cabin in the woods this weekend, and uh, I'm half. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm expecting to become a slasher victim, but it's in the back of my head. It's possible. It's Anything's fine. possible. It's not. It's not guaranteed. Not possible. As your friend, I wish I could say no way, but <laughs> I'd, I'd be lying to you. But it's in like a. <laughs> it's in like one of those uh, bougie, uh, like little, like micro cabins. That's like it's like camping, but you have a bathroom, <laughs> which I think yeah. maybe makes it worse. Maybe someone can. <laughs> that makes it all the more likely that Bigfoot is going to come in and rip for us apart. For sure. For sure. Getting mad at someone for adding this fucking trailer yes to a beautiful serene campsite 
and adding a bathroom. I think the I think the most likely uh, encounter you're 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 probably going to have is just you you might wake to a strange scratching around eleven or twelve at night at your door, uh, and you will gingerly creep up and open it and uh, just find me wrapped in a blankie and I'm scared <laughs> because I had a nightmare and so I drove two and a half hours to ruin your romantic weekend. <laughs> Eric, nothing would make me happier <laughs> than if that were to happen. Please don't scratch creepily. You yeah. can just knock. Fair, but we've you know we've had this conversation before. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> there actually, I don't think could be thinking about it. There could be possibly nothing worse than being kind of secluded in a small cabin. Twelve o'clock rolls around and there's a knock on the door. Oh yeah, no thanks. I think I just lighted on fire. <laughs> And hope that the flames scare away the intruder before they kill me. You want to come in here? I'm fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah I'm ready to burn. <laughs> I've been waiting for yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's going to wrap up this broadcast for the night. We want to thank Purple Planet and Carl Casey at White Bat Audio for the use of their music. Do you want to get in touch with us? Follow us on Twitter at Brian and Eric Pod. Uh, let's see, you can email us at spookybriananderic at gmail.com and find everything else at briananderic.show. Um, also, hey, hey, maybe leave a nice review or a mean review. Leave whatever kind of review you want about the show. We crave feedback. We'll definitely read it. That's the yeah, thing. We that's... Will, there's all those bigger guys. You can leave a nice review on them. They won't Not read it. Not going to see it. Don't we'll care. We'll read it, and it will actually make us feel really good or really bad. You can actually affect our day significantly. Quite, quite easily. We're very vulnerable. <laughs> for both of us here at Brian and Eric, don't belong here. Thank you for listening. And stay safe out there. Good night, everybody. <laughs>